feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life
uh, when Dallas was playing the other night, y'all almost was missing Mr. Evolution this tonight. So uh, just wanted to throw that out there, y'all. He got a little got a little antsy on me about the Cowboys. <laughs> He, he's mm. part of the hater nation. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Oh, Not why me. y'all hate cowboys so much? That's all right. Uh, uh, there's not a there's not a hate bone in my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna give you guys a reason to hate them this year, but but I think you'll be all right because of Lucky, uh, being being on the team. So you know, the, Lucky didn't have a choice after coming on the Butterfly Evolution show. He had to choose Dallas. <laughs> the Giants have already beat Dallas, so you know, I mean it. It means nothing to me. <laughs> See how they go back to the past. Wow. <laughs> 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 but I am excited That's about That's not what we're about, show. Rod. We're about future, not past. But anyway, um, but no, it's all it's all good. <laughs> it is all good. Um, but I, I am I'm enjoying football again. I I took some 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 seasons off, some a couple of years off actually from football. Um, just number one, I just didn't didn't see the love for the game anymore in the people that were playing the game, my my personal opinion. And then yeah. just working on myself, of course. Just having just having other things going and doing, just choosing not to, to do football. But I yeah. must say I'm truly enjoying it this this year. So Tammy, we'll see. Tammy, uh Tammy, before we move on, I do I do want to say this. Um to those of you listening, if you have not seen the movie Carter High, uh Please do your best to find it. Uh, I watched it Saturday night, and based on a true story um, about a um, about a football team uh, out of uh, Dallas, Texas, at uh, David W. Carter High School, uh, it is so worth watching. And our young men really need to uh, to see it. Uh, th- those who are uh, who are athletes because they need to understand that there are going to be a lot of people who will let you get away with things because you are a superstar, but you're going to run into one person, at least one, who is not going to care how good you are at playing sports. And I'm going to say how good you are at playing football or basketball because those are the the sports that – that 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 bring in the most money, um, and those sports are typically dominated by black males, and we already know, uh, uh, based on just statistics, that black men are um, treated unfairly um, in our in, in our justice system. So, um, I do recommend um, watching that that movie because I mean it, it is just it it, it is bad. Um, it 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 will probably break your heart when you get to the end. Um, it 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 it's very eye opening, very eye opening. That movie was so good, Sammy. I uh, when it went off, I went and researched that story, and um, and and had okay. to read about it. Yeah, it's that that I don't movie think is that. I've ever life. heard of it, Martin. Wait, I don't I think I've ever heard of that movie. Last week. Really. Okay. Uh, it, okay. It came and on, you found uh, it what on Netflix or something? 
Um, BET. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna. I was asking if you found it on Netflix, but you said on BET. Yeah, it was on BET. All right, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll look for it. Um, but again, welcome everyone. For those of you who are, we've got some few people I think just like just popped in. So thank you all for for joining us tonight. Tonight's topic is emotional um, intelligence, and this is a, a, a carry on. Basically, I, I messed up. What two weeks ago I scheduled the show for fifteen minutes. That was that was very smart. So I give myself kudos <laughs> for that. But I messed up that one. But nonetheless, Rodney and I kept going. And actually, Rodney, it does record all of it. So regardless, if it 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 indicates to us that it stops recording, and it has, I think it's done that for the time that we've been on the air. I think I've always remembered it saying it stopped recording, but. It does not. It continues. It drops the people who are listening online. It does not allow them to hear it, so they have to call in before the time. But it does continue to record. So that's a good thing um, for all those shows that we thought we were not being recorded. I don't know how good that is. <laughs> but I think some of them we probably let, let go a little bit more. But it does uh, continue to record even after we run out of our our uh, 120 minutes. So good thing, good thing to know. But again, it does not. If they're, if anybody's listening online, I, and I believe that even if it's on Facebook or anywhere, but if they're listening uh, online or from that from that uh, part of the world, they they will be dropped. So good to know. But this is a continuation of our show about two weeks ago because we had to to bring it to a close because we did lose some people. Um, and so we're going to bring it back to you tonight. Uh, the chat line is open for those of you who would like to submit questions or or your comments uh, online. Just remember you have to be a registered follower of the show in order to communicate with us online through the chat. And another option is to call in 818-691-7406. Again, 818 691 Zero six. I know we have a great number of people listening from Facebook now. I think they just select the link that we put out on Facebook. And for for you all who are who listen to us using the Facebook, uh, just remember you can tag Rodney or you can tag tag me as well, or both of us. However you want to do it, you can send us a private message if you want to keep yourself anonymous. But you can also communicate with us uh, through Facebook as well. Uh, post your comment questions on the event page or in the event page, whichever you prefer. Just give us time to, to just kind of catch up with you and and get your question or your comment out there. Also, I want to remind you that if you are calling in, we're going to pull you in by providing the area code and the last four digits of the number that you are calling from. Again, area code and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. You do have to select the number one if you have a question or a comment, if you're using the uh, phone number to listen, if you're using 818-691-7406. So keep that in mind. We do uh, keep you anonymous. So, well, I say that. We try to, but some of you are regulars, and we just call you out. But if you are a new person we that we, you know, don't recognize your number or voice or something, we do try to just have respect for your privacy. Um, if you give us your name, then we'll, we'll just uh, take you live from there. 
uh, our trash can baby. I want to remind you guys to always, always remember this because this this just speaks for what we are about, which is change, changing your mindset, uh, your your thought process, just kind of allowing yourself to to just engage into your life, the things that you are accustomed to, and and sometimes just because we're used to them, it's that doesn't mean that that they're always best for us or good for us. And this is not just things in our lives. This is also people. Um, you know, I was talking to someone today, Rodney, who um, was Stella, my, my sweet daughter-in-law. I was taught we've been having some real deep conversations, and we were talking about how, um, you know, how people are just so, so, so broken, I guess it is, and so caught up in life, um, yet we have, we have so, 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 so much. And we'll get in, into to that, I think, with this topic, because as we said last week, uh, I would, did go back and listen to the show again today, you know, this has a lot to do with what we've been talking about, uh, the show we did, Women and Their Issues, that caused a lot of, Rodney, I'm sure you remember that show, it caused a lot of uh, <laughs> friction in our lives, uh, Rodney's probably more so than mine, but um, and to me, that just says we don't want to deal with our stuff. It's, it's difficult to deal with our stuff. People don't want to deal with the truth um, outside of their lives. So they, they, they really don't want to deal with it um, inside their lives as well or within themselves. So we ask that you move your trash can, preferably one that you visit frequently. And in doing so, if you're normal like us, you'll you will – find out that you're going to go back to its old location. You'll find yourself going back to where you moved the trash can from. And in doing so, ask yourself, what are the things or people are you allowing yourself to revisit or just staying there because you're used to it? Or sometimes it's bigger than that is that people, people don't want to, again, deal with reality, deal with the truth. And you have to. You, you have to. So um, that's what this show is about, Butterfly Evolution. Rodney and I try to just keep you guys, uh, keep topics before you that people don't want to talk about. And, and Rodney, we had the um, Gandhi King Youth Conference here this, this weekend, and I'm, I'm so proud of Brandon. He was the keynote speaker this year. And, and as I thought back, Brandon and I, this is our fourth year doing it, doing the Gandhi King Youth Conference. And Brandon started out um, – assisting, just going out there to help me, you know, with the workshops and things like that. And he's become so connected to Bridges. And this year, I mean, it was just an honor for them to, to ask him to be the keynote speaker. And so at at, at the, the conference um, this year, usually my, my topics are very uh, maybe youthful is the word, or they're very catchy, like you kind of have to appeal. It's like what you talk about, Rodney. All many of the shows that are talking about sex and relationships, they get the most people to to tune in because of what they're talking about. And you come over here, we're talking about growing and changing and transformation and dealing with issues that people don't want to touch on. So this year, my topic was you, the great communicator, take the journey. And the kids were a little bit antsy, so much so, and it, and it worked out well, but the first workshop, my first workshop, uh, we had two, but the first workshop, um, I had, I didn't have anyone sign up for the first one, but I full, had a full house the second, that, the Edens, 
And so when she came and told me, it worked out fine because I was able to go hear Brandon speak, but it just, the thought came to mind that they didn't, they weren't sure if this was going to um, be intriguing enough to them. Like the year before, I think it was say what you mean, what you say. The other one was stop to think. And I think before that it was who are you or something like that. But it was very, a catchy phrase for them, a catchy topic. So of course I, I used that in my last, uh, workshop to just, I bought it up. I said, I, I, I'm sure many of you were kind of pondering, do I really want to take this class? Um, do I want to take this workshop because of its topic? And they were very honest. Only one one young lady said, I, I wanted to take it because of the topic. But for the most part, I think the other ones just kind of selected it because they had to go somewhere. Um, it probably wouldn't have been their top. And again, because of the topic, and we do that in life. As, as, as you and I see every Monday, Rodney, probably, uh, when we talk about sex and relationships and things like that, boy, we can't, we, I mean, there's not enough room for the comments and even before the show. Um, but when we w get down to the things that we need to talk about that will assist you in your relationships, like the things that will make you whole and help you eliminate the brokenness in your life, and take control over your emotions and your thoughts and things like that. It seems as if we shy away from those and I those type of topics and I believe it's because topics like these really make you answer questions, ask questions about yourself. And those same questions that you ask, you have to answer. And sometimes we don't want to face the answers to those questions or even ask the question so we avoid we avoid it, but taking it back to the word it says the truth shall set you free. So I wonder why we avoid truth. I wonder why the topic that I had for the Gandhi King Youth Conference, why we avoid communication uh, or the importance of communication and talking things out and through and, and, and gaining an understanding. We avoid it because it shows us us. We have to show up and be honest with, with, with you know, about who we are. So. Um, but overall, Rodney, it was, I mean, it was a great, 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 great workshop. Um, I wish more kids would, would just take advantage of, um, take I guess, take advantage of it each year because this year we didn't have as many kids. I believe it was about 200 kids, and a, and a lot, but typically it's so much, so many more kids. But But it still was a great thing. So... Um, wanted to get that out, and then, then one last thing, and I'll pass it over to you, to Rodney, for your announcements or whatever, but the Discover Character Workshop, uh, we have three potential dates. I'll say two potential dates uh, for sure, and then we are, we are waiting to hear back because we may have to have it on a Sunday, but uh, had a, a great number of kids who expressed some interest in uh, some serious interest in, in coming out for it after the workshop and, and just gaining so much from it. But we're thinking of December 19th, February 10th, and, again, we may pick a Sunday uh, evening session. So uh, we may have to have two, but just for those of you who are in Memphis or surrounding areas and you have a – you are or have a high school senior, junior or senior, uh, this is the Discovering Character Workshop for high school juniors or seniors. They will – uh, receive a certificate, something that they can put on their college application, job application, you know, what have you, 
But, again, um, more details coming on that after we are able to just finalize the date. But it is going to happen December 19th, February 10th, or we will select a Sunday either in November or December because we're trying to make it happen before the end of the year. Um, and if we're not able to, we'll have two sessions at the beginning of the year. But, but stay tuned for inf more information, and if you want to inquire about it, you can give me a call, 901-830-6088, um, or you can uh, just connect with me on Facebook or through the website, butterflyevolution.org. So, Rodney, what's going on with, with you? Tell us about the um, – and you guys, we're going to get into the topic here pretty soon, but tell us about the shirt and ties. How is it going? Uh, so we actually haven't started yet. We don't start until next Thursday, uh, October 13th. Uh, but we did um, we did start a shirt and tie drive, and so far we've received a lot of uh, shirts and ties. Uh, we we are um, currently accepting donations, uh, uh, and, and they can be new or or used in good condition. Uh, but what we want to do is kind of set up a uh, clothing rack when we do meet with the boys and just let them pick uh, uh, at least two shirts and uh, and two ties. Uh, that way they can rotate. So we we have uh, collected quite a, quite a few things. So uh, uh, we are definitely uh, fortunate for that. So we're looking forward to it. We have some, some good things lined up for the boys. Um, we have about 10 boys in the uh, in the in the uh in the group and uh we think that they're going to uh get a lot out of it so uh we're definitely looking forward to it. Okay. Okay, great. Great, great, great. Yeah. All right, well moving moving right along. Anything else going on that, that you want to share or get out there? I know you have some things coming up, but I think that's next month, right? November? Yeah, I'll be speaking at my alma mater, Norfolk State University, uh next month, uh November the twelfth. Um, I have two two sessions uh, on that day, so I'm looking forward to being there. Okay. And I just spoke okay. at uh, Osborne High School uh, about two weeks ago. Um, that turned out to be a wonderful experience. So uh, just just having a good time, taking everything as it comes. You know, after after Saturday, and it's been it's been it's been a minute since I've actually had a chance to speak to the to the the youth, the children. I've had, um, of course, the, the city of Memphis workshop that I did, but, you know, they're grown people, and, and it's so different. But I, I have, I just love the kids because we we misunderstand. We, they're so misunderstood. Like, they are so misunderstood. You guys, I, I think we have some great kids who are just waiting for somebody to show up in their lives, just waiting for yeah. for somebody to show up. Um, I had this young man, I, Rodney, I told you about his uh, his answer to my question about who is the hardest person to lead, and the answer should have been, you know, yourself, myself, or whatever, and he said women, but this same <laughs> young guy, uh, I know I'm still just, I think about that and I still laugh, but the same young man also said, uh, answered the question, what can we as adults or parents do more of or do better by, and he said parents need to spend more time with their children. So, I mean, yeah. one answer is to the extreme, and then one answer just brings it back down to their needs, 
their their need for for guidance, for direction, for discipline. Like they they are not kids who don't want our attention. They they are not mm-hmm. those kids. They're just having to deal with the fact that they don't have it. And some of you may think it has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about tonight, but it does because guess what? That leaves children emotionally um, detached, emotionally deprived. It just it breaks us down. And again, we don't deal with we don't deal with issues. As Brandon spoke uh, Saturday, he allowed me to come up and he asked two questions. And one of the questions was he had talked about how I uh, I always allowed him or told him to never let anybody put out my fi- his fire and to always speak up and speak out, speak his mind. And he wanted to know why did I give him that opportunity. And I said because I didn't have it, because I felt buried. And that caused emotional um just just to be emo- just deprived emotionally. And as I talked to the kids out, I said, you know, you guys are people too. Things happen and we we look over it where we think that it's not going to affect you or it doesn't, you know, but it does. And and, and if we don't deal with those issues, then we have grown adults. We have those those grown people who we're trying to fix and repair um later in life or again that that just ties right into our emotional state and things like that and rodney i don't know if you remember the question last week when you answered about um i asked you why why do you think we have so many adults who are who seem to be so out of control emotionally and your answer was that because they they don't have consequences or have to to deal with consequences at a young age we just kind of let them let them go and we do, and I think that's partly because parents are now trying to be children. They're still in this childlike state um, in emotions, with emotions and living and so forth. And so there, as the young man said, parents and adults need to spend more time with their children because that does, again, affect their emotional state. Um, so anything you want to add right now, I was just going to try to maybe go back and start out how we started last week, which was kind of reading over the show details, the description, and then going into kind of defining emotional and then talking about intelligence, tying the two in so that we can get into the meat of the discussion. So anything you want to add oh, before? Uh, no, go right ahead and read, okay. the, uh, read the description. Okay. Right, so here we go, guys. This is what we put out for the show details or the description for the show. There are certain emotions that can and will destroy the drive to live a life of purpose. Emotional intelligence is the capacity of individuals to recognize their own and other people's emotions, to discriminate between different feelings and label them appropriately. And I love that word, to discriminate between different feelings and label them appropriately. To use emotional information to guide thinking and behavior and to manage and or adjust emotions in order to adapt. And then we ask the question, what's your emotional intelligence and why is it important to know and understand your personal emotional intelligence? Does your emotional intelligence affect day-to-day behavior? And to describe or to to define emotional and then, again, intelligence, basically, and I'm, I'm going to go to intelligence first because 
I love just the one or two words, um, brain power for, for intelligence. It's just mainly having control um, over something, basically. The intelligence or no, the knowledge maybe is a, is a better word, the knowledge of, of something. And I equate this to the knowledge of, of self. When you talk about emotional intelligence, I think it first starts with knowledge of self. Oneness, having your thoughts, your mind, your heart, your actions working together. And so often that does not happen. Why? Because we don't know who we are. We have no foundation for life. We, we have, we're not in touch with, with past, present, and have no goal for the future in, in, in most cases. And that leaves us just kind of, especially in, in an adult, as an adult, struggling, trying to find out. I think the older we get, the more we thrive for purpose and the more we thrive for passion. Um, I heard a story of a true story, uh, a lady who's about 91 who is really dealing with her past, how she lived her life. And and, and it's sad because you would think by now um, you'd find some peace. But we don't. It, that's hard to do when you feel like you can't go back and make it right. When you feel that way, get what I said. Feel that way, and feelings will keep you there. And so, it's about being able to discriminate. Is that where it says be discriminate with your feelings? And, you know, we talk about discrimination so much, but how how I know I've never thought about in it in a sense of discriminate discrimination of my thoughts. Because the word tells us to take out, take every thought captive. And you've heard us on the show say how many, talk about how many thoughts we have per day, more than 50,000 thoughts per day. Now, we're not creating all of those thoughts. Some of them we are. But that means we really have no control over the thoughts that come up and out. We, we don't have control of that, but we do have control once we recognize and take those thoughts captive. We do have control over what we do with them, how we control them, if we discriminate against them, and why. In order to, to, be, to discriminate against your thoughts, again, you have to know who you are and what your purpose is out of life in order to know what to keep and what to throw away have to know if you're operating out of feeling, in, in your feelings, in your emotions, or, or emotionally, because I know for us women, for sure, we are emotional creatures. And for me, I think men are becoming just as bad as we are when it comes to being emotional creatures from my day and time. I just can remember men being the one that kind of calms the storm, and he just, he just comes in and he fixes it and it's done. And we're still freaking out over it, and it's done. We still want to talk about it. It's done. Um, I think this world is missing missing the emotional sound man, in a sense. Um, I can't speak more. Maybe Rodney, you can talk about that more. But this is my opinion as to what I see. And again, I'm comparing before and after. Um, so Rodney, anything? And then I'll, when you finish, I'll just read the the definition for the emotional. Well while, well, while we're on uh, that topic, Sandy, uh, let's let's talk about uh, uh, 
emotional uh, emotional creatures. Let's talk about men and women as emotional people. Uh, <laughs> Mary made a Mary made a, a, a really good point about uh, women being uh, stereotyped as being emotional, and men are not. And what she said was that if if a man goes out and cheats on his wife or his girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's okay with that. But if that woman cheats on him, then he can't handle it. He gets upset. He gets angry. He wants to fight. He wants to kill somebody. His pride is hurt. And he reacts in a very emotional way. And so while mm. women are viewed as emotional beings, if you flip the situation, you're going to get an emotional response from the man, too. So in our society today, there are a lot of uh, emotional men, and not just in that regard, but they're just emotional men uh, regardless. I mean, it just in, in, in any case, but if you think about what we see on a regular basis, I, I'll speak from my experience, and any caller is more than welcome to uh, to question or, or to challenge what I'm saying or share their own experiences. But um, if you think about it, let's say that women are emotional. Well, how many boys are growing up in single-parent mm-hmm. household with women. And yeah. then I look at a lot of uh, a lot of family structures, whether the, the dad is in the home or not. I look at a lot of uh, structures, and, and, and what I've noticed, Tammy, is that overall I've seen a lot of women raising their sons to be these Emotional, irresponsible, and immature people. They they baby them. They do everything for them. Uh, the boy doesn't have to take out the trash. He doesn't have to clean up the room. He doesn't wash his clothes. He doesn't do anything. Right? He sits on his behind playing right. video games, and everything is done for him. And so. Then you look at the way that the girls are treated. The girls are raised to be independent, do for yourself, make your own money, be responsible, take care of take care of yourself, take care of your home, do this, do that. And it's like I'm not saying it should be reversed, but what I am saying is it should be taught that way to both. Both kids should learn to be responsible. Both kids should learn to be respectful. That's not necessarily so, happening from from what I think. So Ronnie, are you say are you think are you are you going towards the the, the point that um I guess based on my comment about emotional men becoming or seeming to be more emotional or as emotional as as women are that the fact that so many homes are are being ran by single women 
that that is has contributed to the emotional state of of boys kind of transforming into men or lack thereof. I don't think I don't think it's the fact that um, that it's being ran by women. I think that the way that mm-hmm. uh, that these people are choosing to to parent. Right. But and that, and that goes back to to my point about um, women being more, I should say, more of an emotional creature. And I think we we think from from the from the point of, for the most part, not all women, of course, and not all men, but we think from a heart, so to speak. Um, I I found something today that just kind of stopped me in my tracks. It said the heart has reasons that the mind knows not of and it and I'll read that again the heart has reasons that the mind knows not of and I think of I I read that and I hear that and I think of of women more than men because I do feel that we we think to to help we think to to kind of um not only help but but almost just not allow especially with 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 children to 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 be able to like you said the first show that we did on this uh, consequences. We we have our children miss out on consequences, and I can tell you all that emotional intelligence eliminates that. I, I really feel like when you get to a point where you are, you become emotional and emotionally intelligent. Um, number one, as I asked those kids Saturday, who is the the toughest person to lead, and that is yourself. The toughest person to change is yourself. But but we'll spend so much time trying to lead others or to to lead others to do to do what we want them to do, think how we want them to think, and in most cases we've not arrived at that moment for ourselves first. And so, yeah. so much of what we live from or how we live comes from a a, a broken down emotional state. It's based on feelings. It's based on. Um, Thoughts that we have not taken captive, thoughts that have did not come from us, thoughts that that the enemy plants, or just life life happen happening to us, unresolved issues. I think we didn't we have one on there. Did we talk about that? I think we had a show on unresolved issues, but things that we have not or choose not to deal with will send us in in in, in an emotional unhealthy state of living. And sometimes you are making decisions and choices, uh, I mean, truly, truly important life decisions. Matter of fact, one of the quotes that we put out there, Rodney, is don't make a permanent decision based on, um, from a temporary emotion. How often do, do, do people do that? Me, myself. Don't make a permanent decision for your temporary emotions, just to satisfy your temporary emotions. And I can tell you, one of the the most important things you can do in life is gain control of yourself and your thoughts and your emotions and not make those permanent decisions based on or why you're in an, in an emotional state. And to me, that emotional intelligence is, a, is just a regulator. It's like character. It's just a regulator of, of who you know you are now and your goal in life. You're able to to walk away from uh, confrontation. You're able to minimize conflict. You, you're just able to, you just choose life. You choose 
your purpose. You choose passion for living instead of always. I mean, I know you run into people where it just seems like there's always something going on in your life. I mean, always some drama, always something that you are, something's happening. And it's crazy because you get to a point where you have to realize if all if this is always happening in my life, if I'm always facing issues and sometimes the issues have a, a common denominator all the time, and most times it's us, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's you, it's you. And I was reminded of Erica Murray's uh, book, CEO to the Power of You, when she talked about or asked the question, are you a cohesive whole or a, co- a collection um Collection of departments, I think is how she says it. And basically, basically the key, cohesive whole is: Are you? Do you know who you are, and are you that person, regardless of where you are? We talked about you. You can be one person at church, even even with the situation that you brought up one time, Rodney. About I think we talked about it many times about like pastors. People can be one way around pastors. I think you talked about your situation, how we could just, you're you're around your pastor or you can be in a heated argument with your spouse and your spouse, your preacher calls on the phone and you turn it off just like that. You become this holy saint. Um, And we do that. You know, we choose to be or choose to be who we are based on who we are with or where we are. And that's not emotional intelligence. That's not oneness. That's not operating in purpose. That's not walking or having your thoughts, your your mind, your actions in oneness. It's not. So I'll read it real quick, Rodney, the uh, definition for that we read last week for emotions, and I want to give that out to you guys again this week, and then I'll turn it back over to you, Rodney. Um, for emotions, it's a natural in, instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. So, again, it's coming from the people that you surround yourself with, yourself, your mood, your circumstances, and your relationships with others. So think about that. If if you're not dealing with circumstances, if you're not dealing with reality, if you're not dealing with your mood, your feelings, your thoughts, if you're not in control of those, if you're letting your relationships just run rampant, if you're going through your relationships kind of just covering up issues, you're just kind of stepping over them, uh, letting the letting them pile up, letting the issues pile up, those are unresolved issues. But there are also things that are leaving a mark on your heart, not just your mind, because where it says basically what's in your heart, so a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm-hmm. And act to guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. Now, we, we hear that, we read that, we know it's in the Bible, but how often do we think, am I guarding my heart here? Or am I allowing situations, this fire to just burn, and it's going to burn to a point where you are emotionally out of control, and you're going to emotionally make Permanent well, decisions that become permanent in your life, and by the time you realize it's permanent, it's over. It's done. By the time you realize you were in an emotional state making that decision, you're done. It's done. The person has gone on or the situation is really on fire now, and it seems difficult to turn back. So basically, again, um, 
it's, it's really about, to me, it's about control. It's about oneness. It's about the knowledge of self so that you use that as a regulator. You use that as your foundation for living, and the same as character. It's not being moved by circumstances or situations. It's like you know, you already know what you're going to do. You don't have to think about what my reaction is going to be to this situation, to this person, to this thing, because you are living you are living with purpose and passion for that purpose. So, Rodney? Jamie, um, I want to go back to what you were talking about as far as um, making uh, decisions uh, when you are feeling any type of emotion. And it doesn't necessarily have to be anger. Uh, you could be really happy or really excited. The best thing to do uh, when you are feeling emotional is to be still. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't make any decisions, don't make any moves as long as you are feeling some, uh, some sort of way. If you are not completely stable, then the best thing to do is to be still because people mm-hmm. have made decisions when they were angry and then they regretted them when they were no longer angry because the the state that you make your decision in will always make sense to you as long as you are in that state. So as long as you are angry, any decision that you make while you are angry is going to make sense to you because you're angry. As long as you are no longer angry, that decision is not going to make sense to you. So, flip that. When you are stable, when you are stable-minded and you make a decision, as long as you are stable-minded, you're going to always be okay with that. Same thing, people get excited. Let's let let's let's take a relationship for for example. Man is doing his doing his woman wrong. And let's say he leaves her. Right? She's all hurt, she's torn up, she's bitter. Usually we, we think of somebody being on the rebound where she where she goes out and you know, she may have sex with somebody because she's hurt, she's torn, she's bitter. But what about when this guy comes back, when this guy sends her a text that says, I'm sorry, um, and all of a sudden she feels good about that. And so she decides, well, you know, he did apologize. So then she decides to take it back. And then as soon as that feeling goes away, back to where she was in the beginning because the guy didn't change. So I think it's very important to be careful about the decisions that we make, like you said, when we are uh, when we are not stable. Uh, I'm going to take this caller, Tammy, uh, from area okay. code 504. Last four digits are 7037. Call you are on the air. What's going on? What's going on, good people? What's going on? Well, 
look at here, look at here. Uh, for those of you out there listening, this is uh, the infamous Trent Williams with our uh, sports report. Hey, man, uh, 130, uh, 131 to go and a half. Um, it's actually 14, uh, 14 zip, Minnesota. Trey, you ain't supposed to call it with that kind of information. <laughs> 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 How you doing, brother? I'm great, man. I'm doing uh, doing fine, doing fine. You guys have a wonderful topic tonight, man. Uh, talking about uh, wait, wait, you guys. Family. I need to, I need to tell you this, Trent. Just for future references, we don't call in with any scores unless we're talking about Dallas. I just need to make that clear. This yeah, it's is actually the 14, Dallas show. Yeah, yeah. 14, it's fourteen fourteen zip of uh, Minnesota, man. Fourteen zip Minnesota. <laughs> Damn, get out of here with that foolishness. Exactly. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they're on the street right now because that brother, quote unquote, brother is uh, at the helm. So that's the only reason they're winning. Yeah. <laughs> the with Robo, with Robo, they couldn't win anything, could they? Yeah, they couldn't win nothing, man. They couldn't do a thing. That brother, it take, we took don't a brother operate coming in the past here. We, we're in the present. We're almost <laughs> done. We're in the present. Keep it, keep it real. Yeah, we're on the yeah. Butterfly Evolution <laughs> Show. We're in the present. So, so it's a good topic, yeah. man. Real good, real good, real good topic. Uh, talking about emotions, and I'm always talking about emotional decisions and folks uh, making emotional decisions uh, when they shouldn't be making decisions at all. And you said something um, a few minutes ago about you know going to a still place. Um, you know, everyone's made, you know, emotional decisions at some point in their life. And I find that when I, you know, sometimes, I, you know, I, I get emotional sometimes, and I go to that place of stillness and, and meditate for a while and pray. And, you know, after I come out of that, I have my answer. But, you know, I try not to make those those, those rational decisions because, you know, when you make those decisions, man, just like Tammy was saying, they can become permanent when they're really supposed to be temporary. Then you got temporary people that's in permanent places after the decisions that you've made. So you know that's just that's just a cycle of pain going around. And speaking of, you know what? I wonder. If if people would do what you just said, if people would, and and I thought about the the Bible verse that said, "Be still and know that I am God." I I just Mm -hmm. I just wonder if people would just take time to just. Um, like you said, go into that stillness. I know that for the past few months, I was telling Stella today that God has really been dealing with me on meditation and prayer, and and I've mm-hmm. really been um, disobedient in that area to the extent that I I think He's looking, He's calling me too. But also another good thing, you guys, is journaling, writing down your thoughts, and really. Um, dissecting, finding out when did I last feel this way and and how did I respond to the situation or to the person. Um, you really have to just dissect. You really have to just, no, I'll just use the word that God says, take thoughts captive. You have to take right. them captive. And, and be right. still first. Be, really, you have to be still first. I don't know about the journal. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a female thing, but... And that's a good idea for, for you know for women. You're an author, so you journal. See, see, yours comes out. You see, that's what you say now. Because listen, you write books, so that is your. You imagine what that does for you because you yeah, write I mean, it. You write. Yeah, I just so add characters different. to them. That's all. 
yeah. I just played character. But it's from life. No, a, exactly. And I'll, I'll share something with your with your audience, and I'll let you guys get on on your way. Um, about I'd say about two months ago, maybe two three months ago, um, I had some decisions that that needed to be made, and you know, I start, actually it was actually June. I started in June. I started this uh, this whole healthy diet thing and started running four miles a day. Once I started those four miles and running them daily, um, I began to fast within that you know within that time frame. Now anyone anyone who runs knows that you shouldn't be fasting and exercising like that daily, but for some reason God kept me and I kept fasting along with the uh, with the exercise. But I had some decisions that need to be needed to be made and. I didn't make any decisions until I came out of the fasting process. So I was actually running four miles a day, speaking with God, along with fasting for 30 days and meditating and and, and praying constantly, daily, nothing else. Put the work aside. I put everything aside. And you don't know how much clarity came out of that um, once once I was done fasting. And I went from 232 to 191 pounds. And, you know, I mean, you know, it, oh. I mean, it is what it is. But uh, so much clarity came out of out of that sitting still and fasting until it, it was just unbelievable. God just started speaking to me. And, you know, I hadn't had that connection with him in like almost a year and a half. You know, the garden started running over, and that's where I found my serenity, and it wasn't gardening like I was supposed to and, and, and whatnot. And once I got to that place, man, and, and I sat still and went from June all the way up until now to where, you know, I was doing the four miles a day. I did the fasting for the 30 days, but for the exercise, you know, every day daily talking to God was from June until now. And the clarity came out of that was phenomenal. And the decisions that was made was made with a clear head. Because nine times out of ten, we make these decisions um, you know, with a clogged mind, we just run into another clogged situation. So we'll, we'll never, you know, we'll never get out of the smoke. So that, you know, that, that cloud is going to always be there if we make any decisions with a clogged mind. Your mind has to be very clear and sound to make a very sound decision. Right, right. Um, and- I was I was going to say while we're talking about fasting, um, I I think Trent has made some some very good points, uh, and, and I'll say about myself, Tammy, and then I'll turn it over to you. Uh, whenever I'm going to speak uh, at an event, whenever I have a speaking engagement, um, if I do eat, it'll be very light or or, or right. something very small, just because I feel like. Uh, the lighter I am or the less I'm taking in, uh, the, the the better I feel and, and the more prepared I feel. Um, so I would prefer when I have to do things to be, um, to have a lot, uh, I guess a lot less uh, weighing on me physically because I feel like that impacts me um, altogether. And I feel like uh, uh, when I do fast, um, I feel like I can see things a whole lot better. I can see yeah. the world a lot clearer uh, when I am fasting. So um, yeah. to, to everyone out there, keep in mind that everything that 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 you see, everything that you hear, 
be you. Exactly. And so that's the limit what you're taking in. It's not just uh, your mouth, but it's the other things as well. Exactly. And for those folks, that will, and I'll speak on, on the relationship side of, uh, of things, and I'll move on. But when, when you, if you, if you're struggling, and I'm talking to the listeners, if you're struggling with within a relationship and you need answers and what have you, fasting helps you with seeing that person past their frame, whether it be good or whether it be bad. But know that when you fast and you ask for that, you better be ready for the answer whether it be good or bad. Right. So that fashion is going to take you past the frame, and you'll see that person from the inside out. You won't see the physical. It's, it's a difference there. It's, it's a total difference there. But when you actually do it, make sure you're ready for the answer. Because if you can't answer that, have the answer, you, know, you just might as well stay in that turmoil. But, Trent, hey. Trent, I think that allows for spiritual ears, eyes, and heart. Um and so often, it is, when Rodney was talking earlier, you know, when we respond emotionally, you, know, you may have talked about this, Trent, you know, in most cases, I think we're, we're being a bit selfish. When, when you are coming from an emotional state, the end goal is for you to win, you to, to be heard or, or something. Yep. And going back to what Trent said about being still and fasting and praying, that, that allows you to put your mind back on God. The bringing glory out, bringing God's glory out of any situation or the situation. So Absolutely. all that we're looking for is so awesome that we're, we bring up the word here because all that we are looking for and need in order to become emotional, intelli- emotionally intelligent is is in, in and through the word and through living, through obedience and oneness. All of these things that God tells us. To do, and if you think Jesus Jesus went away to fast and pray, so why why do we think we don't have to, especially exactly. in in the world that we're in today? That was a, that was so, a key word you used there, oneness. A lot of folks don't don't realize that, and a lot of folks, you know, you'd be surprised how many folks are sleepwalking through life, not being one with themselves, not being their authentic mm-hmm. self. So you can go to church twenty four seven. You can bust the church doors open, go to Sunday school. Uh, you know, Tuesday Bible study, you know, praise the pastor, and all this other foolishness. But if you're not one with yourself, you're not going to hear nothing he's saying, nothing that pastor's saying. Right. He's just going to be there, sleepwalking right. through church. Right. Yeah. Rodney, what was the, the verse you brought up last week um, about uh, people, uh, when we're out of control, we're like a city. Is that in Proverbs? City with broken down? Uh, I think so. I can't remember what it was, though. I want to say it was Proverbs something. Yeah, I think it, I think that's that's the one. Um, t- say it again. It's about uh, those who are, have no control over their thoughts and minds. Is that what that is? Says. Yeah, it's like a city with no walls or something like that. Okay. Okay. Those who are out of who are not in control of of. Uh, I'm just going to use emotions for tonight or themselves, you guys. And if you really think about and and really look at people, I've become such a people watcher because it, it helps me understand myself or see really where I am. It's not a comparison. It's just really trying to understand what's going on. So often we avoid things that make us uncomfortable. We avoid those things that are going to challenge us. Uh, we want to be kind of surface people or, or outwardly people. 
And I truly believe everything that you are looking for and or in need of has to come from within. It's it's right. it's, it's management. It has to in come most from cases, within. If it's not within, go ahead, Trent. In, in most cases, people people should should understand this. Um, when you're challenged by friends, family, um, whomever, if it's challenging you in a good way. And if, if you if you haven't reached that mark yet, those challenging times are actually those times that are actually pushing you towards your God-given purpose. Because I don't want I don't want you telling me something that you know that's just going to be like yeah, Trent, everything's great, blah blah blah. No, tell me about myself. Challenge me. Mm-hmm. That's just going to push me on on what God you know placed me here for. But if if someone's constantly telling you something you know, superficial or you know. They're not being authentic with you, and they know that you're not being authentic with yourself. They're truly not your friends, and to be honest with you, in some cases, they're truly not your family members. They're not challenging you to be a better person. Trent, do you think people avoid those conversations because they are afraid of the person's reaction? Like everybody can't handle, uh, everybody can't handle the truth, or everybody can't handle uh, uh, certain. Uh, I think emotion has to, 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 to be a part of that, but I think for the most part when, when people avoid those type of conversations, they already know their truth. They're mm-hmm. just hiding. They're hiding within mm-hmm. themselves, so they already know their truth. So when, when someone tells you about yourself, that means someone can actually look past your frame and went into your soul. And that little kid is sitting in there trying to strike that light, and he he can't he can't ignite it. So they know that they know they're broken. They just don't want to hear it wow. outward. It's they're screaming on the inside saying I'm broken. I need help. They don't want to hear that outward. They don't want everyone to hear this because they've colored up their life. You know that they've colored up their lives. So they're screaming inside, help me. I'm broken. But the minute someone tells them that. Oh, the world knows now. This is yeah. this is embarrassing. I, I can't deal with you anymore. This 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 is over with. This is done. And then they That's go to point the finger. Point. That's an excellent point. I, yeah, I, so, I want to read something uh, to you guys uh, that I found earlier, uh, and it said we probably all know people, either at work or in our personal lives, who are really good listeners. No matter what kind of situation we're in, they always seem to know just what to say and how to say it so that we're not offended or upset. They're caring and considerate, and even if we don't find a solution to our problems, we usually leave feeling more hopeful and optimistic. So my question uh, to to everyone, uh, especially our listeners, are you that type of person? Are you that type of person that is that is so uh, balanced, so easygoing, so so stable that people feel like they can come to you with anything, and and, and they know that they're going to leave either with an answer or feeling better than they did when they came in. Are they going to leave? Feeling hopeful, are they going to leave uh, feeling feeling that they can uh, go and and, and conquer whatever yeah. uh, in front of them? Is your presence 
calming enough to where people want to be around you? I've got, I'm going to for me, no, that's very difficult because if someone, you know, gives me their honest truth and they want the honest truth, they're going to get the honest truth. I'm not going to sit there and put a Band-Aid on it for them. That's just not <laughs> That's just not how I coach. I'm not going to put a bandit on it. Let's think about the term growing pains. You know, in order for you to grow, mm-hmm. things have to stretch. Yeah. Things have to get bent out of shape to go to grow. You know what I'm saying? If, if I'm constantly, if I'm, I'm in, if I'm in this egg, and I'm, you know, what I'm saying, and, and and it never cracks. I'm just I'm in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to stretch to break that egg. I have to I have to stretch to get out of there to move forward. So. You know, a, a logical thinking person will want you to be truthful with them. Don't just don't don't sugarcoat it for me. Just give it to me. That's the one only the way things, you can grow. One of the things that I that I try to practice, uh, Trent, is 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 being honest with people, but being honest with people in a way that it makes them think about their issues. Uh, a lot of times I like to ask questions. So I'll mm-hmm. ask questions that really say what I want to say. But I feel like if I I feel like if I ask a question, it versus, it, instead of telling you that you're wrong, <clears throat> if I ask you a question and you get to thinking about what I'm asking you and connect it to your situation, that I don't have to tell you that you're wrong. You can see it for yourself because mm-hmm. if you see it for yourself, then that's going to, to me, that's going to go a lot further than me telling it to you because I can tell you what's, what's wrong, but it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you have to accept it. And if I say it, that means I'm owning the fact that you're wrong, that you need help, that you need to, to improve. But if you can come out and, and, and verbalize it, then you've just admitted it, not to me, but you've admitted it to yourself. Right. Um, and then you know, on you the know, other let, hand, also, Hey, Rodney, let me jump in for just a second because I don't want to lose you there. I, I, I'm going to – two things. I used to be that person that some people could come to, and I'm going to ease them over. I'm going to kind of, I'm just going to let them kind of simmer in their mess. But I found one common thing that I was doing the same thing in my life. And I feel like when you show up, then you require everybody else to show up through your Absolutely. expectations because of your expectations of yourself. So, because I feel when people come to you, they already know that their stuff stinks. They already know the answer. They know the problem. They know the answer. They're just they're just not ready to do it. So in most cases, if you stop feeding them what appeasing them like just patting them on the back and sending them back to their hell and so they have a just enough to endure it just for a little bit longer and then it's going to start over again when when stuff hits the fan so i have become quite the opposite don't come to me unless you want it don't come to me unless you are ready to get it because i'm not going to give you a pacifier i'm not going to give you a bottle of milk i'm going to make you drink it out your hand i'm going to pour it in your hand and you can drink it out your hand that's just that, but that's me because I learned you. I wasn't helping people, but I didn't start wanting to help people until I started helping myself and facing my own stuff. 
because they, again, they say hurting people hurt people, healing people require people to heal. And, and, and to me, you just, and, and I guess you take it person by person, of course, if you come to me and I feel like you're on the verge of suicide, I'm still going to give it to you because at the end of the day, you need it. I mean, you need it. But I'll right. choose my words wisely, but I'm not going to sugarcoat what you've already been sugarcoating and know that you've been drinking sugar. I mean, really. Right. And and so yeah, yeah. that's that's my new take on it. Uh, that, that's an excellent point, and it goes back to the, the whole cycle of plant, uh, a cycle of pain when you constantly sugarcoating stuff for folks that you know that's really what they want they want you to sugarcoat it because they haven't said it out loud it's it's in them it's burning within them so once we give them that comfort food we sending them right back into that cycle of pain yeah mm-hmm. until until five six months mm-hmm. down the line and they're coming back with the same issue i'm like damn you again <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, with, with the same issue, with almost the yeah. same issue that they, it's just they've added a bit more to it. And again, exactly. you, you nine times out of ten, yeah, nine times out of ten, when they come back down the line, five, six months down the line, a few more pieces have been added to that. A few more people have right. been added to that. Exactly. So that's more pain going back around the track again. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you and got, pe- you people have to want to grow. They they yeah. they have to want to grow. I I mean with I remember Brandon. I shared this story. Brandon complained for months and months and months. Mom, my legs, my knees are hurting. And finally, I took him to the to the doctor, and the doctor just said he's just growing. And never a day after that did he complain about growing. Matter of fact, he wanted to grow. He would stand up, say, "Mom, am I taller? Am I taller?" Because he wanted to <laughs> be taller. He didn't want to. You know, and so he was ready to embrace the pain. But what if we looked at life like that? You have to endure pain. Be ready because, as that quote I put out today, it takes so much longer to undo brokenness or undo your emotional rampage than it does to create them or to live through them. I mean, they said 10 times longer, but I think it's 100 times longer to fix yourself than it did to get Absolutely. yourself in the mess that you got yourself in. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to go back to the game, man. Um, it started the third quarter, uh, 14-3, <laughs> Minnesota. Sell out. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good to me, brother. All right, man, great show. I'm going to continue to listen. All right. Thanks, Trent. Oh, okay, y'all. All right. Thank you, Trent. Um, I want to share something that I got, and I hope it's okay. I won't say this person's name because I have not uh, received um, okay, you know, a, an okay to share this. But this person um, says that during Bible study, I felt like God had forgotten about me, but I've forgotten about me. That was the message that came in to me just a minute ago. Again, during Bible study. I last week I felt like God had forgotten about me, but I've forgotten about me. That's deep. That's deep. Because again, I think no matter what or what where God is in your life or how He's moving or operating in your life, if you've taken yourself out of the equation, if you've taken yourself out, if you have in your if you've forgotten about you. Then, then nothing, nothing, in most cases, to be, God has to scream, to yell at you to get your attention. 
That was one of my daily devotions last week, that God whispers to us. God softly whispers and guides us and, and provides answers for us. But we're so in tuned into so many other things. We're so unplugged, unplugged from things that, that help, that really is our driving factor, the word, meditating, prayer. Rodney, you said be still. Um and, and I know Trent said journaling, he don't know, and I think that was a man thing, but here he is writing books. You know, what 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 is that? But anyway, you know, that's journaling on a whole nother level. But you have to find what works for you. You just but you don't know what works for you if you don't know who you are. And if I had yeah. to say emotional intelligence is, is one thing or the driving factor of emotional intelligence, what is that? And I would, knowing who you are, that's the one thing, just being in touch with yourself, being in control of your thoughts, taking them captive, discriminating against them. I love that word uh, in, in the sense of what we're talking about tonight. You know, this thought does not, does not work for me. This person's actions or reactions, you know, um, we talk about being proactive and, and, and reactive. You got to be proactive in your life. You can't just wait until the next episode. You can't mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, walk through life not dealing with things as they come up, not dealing with the things that happen in your life and what those things bring out in you. Unresolved mm-hmm. issues. And, and what derives from that is, I don't know if you said it, Rodney or Trent, about um, clouded, I guess, clouded emotions or whatever. Clouded emotions and decisions come from a clouded life. It's it's, it's who you are inside. What's going on with you, in, in you? What's going on inside of you? How are you feeling? How often do we sit and ponder upon how am I feeling and why? What has happened in my life? What are, what are some of the common denominators? People and things as well. Listen to, listen, listen to your voice. But I, again, I think we're so plugged, we're so so plugged into technology and and TV and and drama, and rarely do we want to listen to these type of shows. I mean, Rodney, I think for tonight's topic, we are doing wonderful as it relates to the number of people that we have listening. I mean, I'm shocked, but but I think that speaks for us too, Rodney. I think the more we continue to grow, um, we will attract those people. I can see that the changes in the in the people that are popping up in my life, but I can also see the people who are leaving like the people who are just don't want anything to do with me anymore. Good, I say. Great. <laughs> you know, I did not have to ask you to leave. Goodbye. <laughs> so it, it, it just shows. <laughs> I mean, really, it, it has to happen. It, it, it Again, they cannot stay around. People like attracts like. And so you have to start looking at who you are attracting, what you are attracting, who you are allowing to stay. Who are you demanding to go? And you have to be emotional, intelligent enough to decipher, to determine who goes, who stays, what stay, what comes, what stays. What do I take captive? What do I keep? What do I get rid of? 
and, and, and know why. Understand and know why. Because that yeah. means you are in touch with yourself. Rodney? And uh, we're yeah, getting yeah, some I, calls I, about I, that. You I guys push the, number, push the button. Uh, Say what, Rodney? I was telling the people oh. to join in. We got too many people out there. I was telling them to join in because I know they have something to say about it. I know they have thoughts and feelings about it. So you're out there. Be you know, select the number one. Share your comments or questions with us. Uh, in in my my reading earlier, uh, Sammy, um, I found this uh, this thing that said uh, that there was that that there was a cosmetic company that didn't give a name that revised their hiring process for salespeople. Um, and mm-hmm. so they started choosing uh, choosing uh, candidates based on their emotional intelligence. And they said what happened was the people hired with, with this new system sold, on average, $91,000 more than people who, who they hired under the old system. And so, to me, that says there are benefits in, in being an emotional, intelligent person. Because mm-hmm. depending on what your field is, you're going to have to you're going to have to make some decisions. You're going to have to um, you're going to have to, to 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 get out there and be able to talk to people. You're going to have to be able to. Uh, know what to keep and know what to get rid of. And so if you're not emotionally intelligent, then you probably don't need to be in a leadership position. You probably don't need to don't uh, you probably don't need to be doing any job that's gonna require you um, to make an important decision. Uh we're gonna take our idea. Yeah. Two callers uh, in Cuba. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna take the first caller. Uh, area code nine zero one. Last four digits are four one four four. Call you on the air. Oh, I'm just listening. Oh, you pressed the number one. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> so now I, I'm just listening. All right. We'll go. We'll go ahead to our next caller. Okay. All right. We're gonna, we're we're bringing in caller from nine nine zero one. Last four digits are seven nine eight zero. Call you on the air. Nine zero one. Seven nine eight zero. Call you on air with us. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, Tammy. This is Tina. Hey. How are you? I'm doing great. Listening to your um, to the topic tonight. It is a wonderful, awesome, and great topic on tonight. Dealing with emotions. Thank you. Oh, my God. God has been dealing with you. I got to ask you, is this your first time calling? Is this your first time listening in? Well, no. I listened in. uh, You were doing a a piece of education. 
Okay. Um, okay. Gotcha. School. Okay. Okay. And I okay. listened in on that. That was a great topic too. Okay. And tonight's topic is is great. It's awesome dealing with emotions. And God had been dealing with me all about emotions and how emotions can take you, like you said, to another level of where you can't mm-hmm. return what you have done to someone or something you have said. And I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all watched this show. It is called, um, while y'all was talking about it, I was kind of watching it. It's called Fatal Attraction. Mm. I don't know if you guys watched that show. It's a show uh, that's on BET. No, yeah, no I've never heard of it. It's actually, I've never heard of it. Oh, it's a, a show that's on. Uh, it's on. I think it's on BET, and it just it just okay. it just uh, shows the actions of the people when they get emotionally involved in relationships and what they would do to people to think they're getting them getting themselves out of that situation. But at the time, like I said, they're angry and they're mad, and they act on that on on being angry, and they end up doing. Some, terrible things to people and it's just they're in the emotions at that time. So I mean the topic is is so awesome. It's a great topic for tonight. Dealing with your emotions. Oh it's it's a great topic. I, I, I'm loving it. I have a question I have a question for you. You said that you've been dealing with the emotions. How have you how are you dealing with it? What are you finding that is, is helping you get through this time? Uh, meditation and prayer. And uh, thinking, thinking before I react. Hmm. Okay. Those mm. are the so that's basically taking thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Rodney, any questions for you? Uh, no, I didn't have any questions. Um, I think uh, just wanted to add. Um, I think I think something to always keep in mind is. Um, not every action needs a reaction. And not everything is reversible. I think that we have to, to uh, keep those things in mind because if we do, uh, we'll find ourselves walking away from situations that, 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 that don't serve our um, so we won't waste our time with people. We won't waste our time think or at certain places or situations if we just understand that we don't always have yet. Even if we have something to say, even if we're right, it, 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 it's better to be right than to be right. Sometimes we might think we Hey, Rodney. We're losing you. You're you're kind of going in and out. Oh, sorry about that. I think I, I, I think okay. it's just. Can you hear me? Yes. I think I, I think we just have to keep that in mind. I mean, and, and uh, you know, I when I'm driving, I notice what, one of the things that I hate, uh, and I and I see a lot of things when I'm driving that just pluck my nerves. But one of the things that I cannot stand is when I'm driving my car and somebody cuts right in front of me <laughs> to the point that I would hit them 
<laughs> if I wasn't paying attention, right? Mm-hmm. If, I, if I had taken my eyes off the road for a split second, I would mm-hmm. hit them. And they do it as if they are getting ready to turn or get off the interstate or something. But then mm-hmm. they keep driving for miles. And I'm like, wait a minute. So why mm-hmm. did you feel the need to cut me off if you were not about to miss your exit? Now, granted, you should have already been over here if you were trying to exit. But you weren't even getting off the interstate. So why, like, this, this lady did it to me today. And I'm like, what? I, I, I just don't understand the point. But this lady, this lady, I literally had to hit the brakes mm-hmm. because this lady got over and wasn't paying attention, obviously. And, I mean, she almost hit me. But I said, well, maybe she's about to miss her turn. No, the lady kept driving for miles. So I think we have to, we have, to have that same mentality in our lives. Like, understand that you don't have to make a decision right now. If it's not an emergency, remember that you have time. When I was in uh, when I was in uh, in college, one of the one of the p- most powerful things that they told us um, in my last semester when we were getting ready to go into student teaching, and they were giving us interview tips and things like that for when we were uh, seeking a job, you know, uh, a few months later, they said, "Remember that when you go on a job interview." There's no need to walk in their nerves because there are two people in that room looking for somebody. You're looking for a job, and they're looking for an employee. Otherwise, there would be no interview. People don't hot. People don't interview for no reason. Nobody has that time to wait. So when you go in for a job interview, they said there's no reason to be nervous. They said, just go in, because the same way you're looking for a job, they're looking for somebody to fill a vacant. So yeah. you need you need them as much as they need you. Mm-hmm. So go in with confidence. Go in and answer all of their questions. And when they finish asking you questions, you ask them questions. Mm-hmm. Because you are interviewing them as well, because suppose it's not a good fit for you. You don't necessarily want to be there. You may be trying to get your foot in the door, but you don't want to be there. But you need to know what you're walking into. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I, you I have agree. to have that people mind. I, I agree, Tina, and, and I don't, we don't want to hold you, but thank you for calling in. You're welcome to stay on with us as long as you want, so we'll just leave you there. I, I totally agree with you. I, need, I, I believe emotional intelligence really is also about faith, trusting God and being unapologetically you. And and also mm-hmm. while you're being unapologetically you, accepting those things that you need to work on, you need to change those mm-hmm. things that are out of side of your purpose. So and and those things when you have that faith, when you're emotionally intelligent as as the example that Rodney used a uh, job interview, you have no fears. You walk in there as if you are the person doing the interview, that you're in control of the interview, like, do I want to work for you? Is this a place that my gifts and talents 
can thrive. And that's how we should be. That That's how we should be, especially as believers. Right. Exactly how we should be. We should own who we are. We should mm. know that we, that our seed was planted and we grew, we, we burst out of the dirt exactly as God intended us to be. And with that, confidence has to come. Now, does that mean that you're not going to have some days where or that you are emotionally insane? I guess we would say absolutely. You wake mm-hmm. up in this, but that's when you take the thoughts captive and test them so that you can prove that you know God's will for your life. That you be like we said, be still and know that I'm God. I feel like God is telling us at that time, be still and know that I'm God. I'm going to give you the answers because even our best state, in our best day, in our best emotional state of mind, we cannot answer the question or resolve or or solve the situation as God will and does because only he knows about tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Only he knows. So it is about, it's it's really freedom to be who you were created to be, emotional intelligence, and then reacting from that and being proactive while you're living your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard Brandon say, uh, you know, tell us about he used medicine. He said, you know, we, we medicine is good in a sense to, to a degree, I guess, give or take some. But if you have a reaction to the medicine, then it's not good. If if you have a reaction to it, but you know, if it works, then hey, this 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 is good. And so often we are reacting to things and people and situations from no foundation, from no base. Because we have we have no idea or no real knowledge of self, because we are letting the world we've conformed to this world. We're letting our job tell us who we are from nine to five. We're letting our friends tell us who we are when we're out with them or wherever we are, and you get lost. And who who is not going to uh, react emotionally when you get lost within yourself? So, yeah. So I'm going to throw that in. Tina, again, thank you so much. I have a question. I have a question. Okay. Um, just a question. Which is powerful, emotions or feelings? Which has more power behind it? Why do you want me to take it first? Which has the most power? Yeah, behind it. Mm. Well, I think that they're the uh, I think that they're the same thing. But uh, if, if if I hear the words, I probably would think the word emotions mm-hmm. uh, is stronger than the than the word feelings. But I mean, they're they're the same thing uh, to me, Tammy. I I feel that your your feelings will. If I had to give one the most power. I would say that it depends on how you utilize them, how you use them, because I think your feelings drive you to be emotionally sane, insane, or whatever. That's why I think we have to really monitor or really give give some a reality check to our feelings. You have to ask yourself, 
why am I feeling this way before you make that emotional uh, response, before you respond emotionally or for, before you react emotionally. You have to first understand your feelings. So if you don't work to do that, then, of course, your feelings are going to have the most power because you, you've allowed them to take control of your emotions. But looking reverse to that, if you do, if you do say, hey, I'm going to, uh, because we have to look at thoughts and feelings, you have to kind of put it all in the same uh, bag, so to speak, or the same area of life, because, again, I don't know how early you came on the show, but we have more than 50,000 thoughts that come up more than. And so those thoughts create, they, they create feelings within us. And those feelings come from past hurt, you know, past circumstances, things that we've not dealt with, things that we not have, have not really, um, I guess, faced. And so now you got these thoughts that are causing you to feel some kind of way that's going to cause an emotion. So, again, it's how you allow them to rule your life. Or are not rule. It's where you put them in perspective. I that's 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 how I feel. And for me in my life, that's how I feel. Like I have to first understand my thoughts and how my thoughts make me feel, and understand where those thoughts come from. Like what's driving me to think this way, or or what is what causes these thoughts to pop up in my mind? Because it's in most cases, it's your life. It's things that you are dealing with or have not dealt with that allows those thoughts to, to, to come there. And, mm. and then what are you going to do with them? How, what are you going to do with the thoughts of the, of the feelings um, that your thoughts bring? What are you going to do with mm. them? And are you going to respond emotionally? Are you going to take captive and then make a, a sane decision based on the knowledge of yourself and what thoughts work for you or against you? Okay. Good question. Uh, Good question. I wanna I wanna read this uh this scripture. Um it's Ephesians six, um, starting at the tenth verse and it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Verse 12, mm. I think, uh, verse 12 uh, stands, stands out to me because it says, We wrestle not against flesh. And blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Excuse me. I think that we have to remember that our issue is never with another with another human being. It, it's never with the person. It, it's never with that person. Flesh is never a physical battle. It's always deeper than that. Um, and I was reading earlier um, about um, this conversation between the psychologist and the Dalai Lama, and basically what the conversation was about was um, 
uh, recognizing that most of our issues are with actions and not actors. So mm-hmm. when we so when we say that we have a problem with someone, that's usually because we have a problem with something that they did. So is it that you have a problem with that person or you have a problem with the act that they committed? For example, mm-hmm. when you think about pedophiles, let's let's take them for example. Is it that you have a problem with that person? Or do you have a problem with somebody who thinks it's okay to sleep with Keith? And and that was the point that they were making. Uh, and and they brought up murders, and they were talking about how uh, one of them, I can't remember who it was, was saying that uh, this guy got on a boat. Uh, it was a bunch of people on the boat, and this guy found that there was a mass murderer on the boat. Who was planning to kill all of all of the people on the boat and then kill himself? And the guy tried to talk the mass murderer out of doing it, and the guy still refused. So when he refused, the guy killed him. And the point was, he didn't kill the guy because he had a problem with the guy. He killed the guy because of what the guy was planning to do. So remember that when we get upset, we're not necessarily upset with people. We're upset with the things that people do, and that's where we should focus our attention. Because you got to remember that we, we, we live in a world where we are constantly, our spirit is at war with spirits that are not like ours. Like where it says, how can two walk together except they agree? Well, if you don't agree, you can't walk together. So just remember that there's a war going on between good and evil, right and wrong. Mm-hmm. That's where the battle is. So take yourself out of the equation. Those issues are still going to be there. Think about the civil rights movement. What were they fighting for? Equality and justice, right? Those people who were fighting in the 50s and the 60s and even before then, those people are gone. We're still having the same battle today. Why? Because the spirit never left. The spirit of injustice never left. The spirit of hatred, the spirit of racism, those things never. So now you just have new people. But the battle is still the same. Mm-hmm. You, you know what, Ronnie? I also think that it comes back to as we've been saying all along. You know, you're gonna have you're gonna have new people, new new situations. Uh, but in in most cases, the 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 battle, I guess, or the core of the situation and the things in in some cases stay the same. But you have to ask yourself. Are you the same? Do you remain the same in the midst of the battles, in the midst of the journeys? How are you when when you are challenged? Um, so often I think we look, again, we look out, we miss our own strengths. We focus on what we don't have. We, don't, we, are, we just allow things to get the best of us. We don't, we don't 
simmer or just rest in the power and the greatness of God. And I and I, I mean, me included, you guys. I promise you, I don't have it all figured out. And and that's the beauty of it is I know I don't have it all figured out, but I know who I trust in does. And so I know when I'm challenged, when when things when I'm faced with things that don't look right, don't sound right, they don't make and most most of all that don't don't make me feel right. That I know that I gotta there's something within me that I've left unresolved. And so you get to a point also where you just don't beat yourself up about your emotional state, your emotions. Look at them as just say, hey, wait a minute. What is going on with me? Why am I feeling this way? What does it mean for me? What do I need to, to take captive of, of in my, within myself that is keeping me coming back to such a place? And, and and as Rodney said, a lot of times we, it's not about you know using using traffic. I mean, how many times? Oh gosh, I remember I used I have used to have such a road rage problem. Like I probably should be in jail right now because of my road rage. It was bad. <laughs> but what I also I mean really, but what I that was just it was a mess. It was just it wasn't about the road rage. It wasn't the road rage. It was it was how I felt when I left the house. And in most cases, that's why I mean, if you just get in touch with you, you will be less angry. People will be able to, people won't be able to get up under your skin as often. Stuff will roll off of you like, okay. And I'm not saying everything because everything doesn't roll off of Tammy. Believe me, it does not. But life gets greater. You find more peace with yourself. So when you find peace with yourself, understanding with yourself, oneness with yourself, the people that are outside of you, you shouldn't be able to change your identity just like that. They shouldn't be able to change your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. Take away your power. Because if mm-hmm. they do and do consistently, then guess where you got to go? You got to go back in. I mean, like, nobody will think of this. Nobody, are you going to let somebody come to your house and take over? To come to your house and do what they want to do. That's the same with your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul. Why do we keep giving all the power to the world and to the people instead of walking in and create, bringing the power? As, as Rodney used the interview for example, you should be asked. You should want to make sure that you this job is worthy of my presence, of my gifts, my talent. And 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 if they, if you if if not, then do we have enough faith that we can say, I'm sorry, this job is not for me? Yeah. No, we don't. We don't. And it's hard to do. And there's no quick fix. I want to read a, a quote here, I and mean, we've read it before, Rodney. And I'm surprised we've had this show and not mentioned fear, <laughs> but. <clears throat> And reality of fear, um, because so much of, of our uh, emotional rampage comes from fear as well. But um, I'm going to give it a shot here one more time because I, I just love this quote. But it says, the reality of fear, you're not scared of the dark. You're scared of what's in it. You're not afraid of heights. You're afraid of falling. You're not afraid of people around you. You're just afraid of rejection. You're not afraid to love. You're just afraid of not being loved 
back. You're not afraid to let go. You're just afraid to accept the reality that it's already gone. You're not afraid to try again. You're just afraid of getting hurt for the same reason. Fear, again, I don't know how we've made it this far, but you guys living from a state of fear, which which in my opinion is probably one of the worst things, and, 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 and although it is, it has taken control of, so, of the lives of so many in different ways, different areas. We all have struggled differently with fear. But if you just think about, um, again, just something as simple as the dark, we're not really afraid of the dark. It's not being able to see or what we think is there in it. And I love the ones yeah. of, of love. You're not afraid, of, and heights as well, but you're not afraid of, of, of love. It's not really truly being loved back. So once you get in touch with yourself and just and deal with it, life gets better. The emotional state intelligence gets better. But as one of our listeners, you know, text saying, you know, I thought God forgot about me, and I realized I forgot about myself. What can God really do for somebody who's really taking themselves off the map? Because, I mean, so God is our creator. So if, if you forget about what he created and what he created within you. I mean, he's not going to force himself upon you. That's my opinion, my opinion. But um, I just wanted to share that that quote because it, fear does have a lot to do with our emotional mindset and, and uh, reaction to life. Tina, are you still there with us? Did we lose her? Yes, I'm still here. Okay. Okay. All right. You just hanging in there. Any any thoughts or comments? Oh, just listening and enjoying the message. Okay. I would like uh, to find out what that that quote was. That quote you just quoted. My quote. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Okay. Okay. I'll send it to you right okay. now. Okay. Okay. Thanks again for listening and joining us tonight. You're welcome. Tammy, I think there's I think there's always a um, a deeper issue or deeper reason. I think. And I, like like you say, um, time and time again, get to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you are emotional emotionally intelligent, then your calmness is going to allow you to get. To the bottom of of any situation, I think a lot of times mm-hmm. because we act so quickly, because we don't have control over our emotions, we 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 move too soon. And if we would have just waited, then we would have gotten uh, different results. So, in addition to uh, fear, I'm going to add patience to that. Because emotionally intelligent people are patient. They are are willing to to wait. They are willing to to um, to sit there until they reach a point where they are going to get the answer that they are looking for. Because you don't want you may want an answer, but what if you get what if you get an answer that isn't the is it the right answer? Or is it mm-hmm. the answer that you were looking for? 
important to be patient, but you got to be able to control your emotion. Got to be. Because if you if you move when you're excited, if you move when you're excited, mm, or if you move when you're angry, you just you just might miss your blessing. And I think most of the time that's that that happens for the majority of the time that happens. I mean, mm-hmm. I well, I can just sit and think of the times Rodney that I just flew off the handle and regretted, you know, almost immediately, almost immediately. Um, you said something earlier, and I forgot, but I, I wrote this down. I, it reminded me of a, a couple um, that was, they were they were actually visiting a divorce discovery class that uh, I was attending this many, many years ago, and they were attending this class in hopes of starting this, at their church, it was at Bellevue here, and it was uh, they were anybody could come. It was free, and this couple came, and they were you know again hoping to to start this ministry at their church. And mm-hmm. the they told the story. They had this thing about um, arguing that if if it got out of hand, out of control, that one of them um, needed to just step away, just just no comment. And so the wife yeah. is saying that, of course, the husband did it more than she – he did it right did. more than she ever did. And she it, she would get to a point she would get angry with him because he would just throw his hands and like, I have nothing to say. I'm not going to argue with you. I have nothing to say to the, fact, to the point where she would have to be quiet because no matter what she would say to get under his skin to try to make him engage into her emotional outrage, he would just choose, I'm not talking to you. I'm just going to stand here and let you argue by yourself. But what that did was, of course, and she got to the point, she said one, they were having this heated heated argument, or she was, and he just chose to just stand and look at her and let, just almost like, fool, I'm going to let you do this by yourself, to the point where she had to laugh because she realized what fool, what bigger fool she must look like just sitting, arguing with him <laughs> by herself. So, but that's emotional intelligence. But what will that do? Imagine the effect that it, that will have on a marriage if somebody just chooses to <laughs> be quiet. He's going to let you do your thing. Have your moment here alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is about that time, Rodney. Um, I guess to sum it up for me, you guys, I I go back to self. Self-knowledge, oneness um, with yourself, understanding yourself. And if you want this, as Trent said, you know, you got to be willing to grow and, and, and endure pain um, because this this thing is not pretty. This transformation, this change, this walking into your purpose, it's not. And, it's, and you have to stay engaged. You have to stay involved with your own transformation. You have to own it. You have to want it. Just as Brandon was willing to endure after finding out, of course, that this is what's happening to me. I'm growing taller. I never heard that child complain again, ever. He wanted the pain. I want to hurt. I want to grow. So do you want to grow? And if you do, are you willing to endure the pain that comes with that? It sounds crazy, and, and I think that's why so many people start it, but they don't finish it. And I always equate it to um, 
if if people, if you remember the first time you kind of thought about you you giving your life over um, to Christ, you know, getting saved, you know, for the proper word that they use, how you feel initially. But somebody forgets to tell you that this is going to be the most challenging time of your life. They forget to tell you that you're about to go through a purging process, a learning process, a dying of self process. They forget to tell you all the things you 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 have to give up. And I don't even equate it to the world. It's a giving of self. It's a dying of self mm-hmm. that must be done. That then in most cases we're not willing to do because in most cases we think we're okay. We have fooled ourselves and think <laughs> we're okay. We're okay. Yeah. So I don't have to die to me. I'm good. I'm good. So I would just say you. Spend some time with you. Don't forget about you, as one of our listeners uh, texts. Don't you forget about you. Because if you forget about you, your purpose dies, your passion dies, and everything around you dies with it. And that's a that's a sad place to be and to end up. And it's no reason for it because we serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God who shows himself to us every day, who whispers to us every day. But but are you so caught up in your life until you don't hear the whispers? And so now God has to scream in your life. Things happening in your life now so loud yet so clear, yet you still don't choose to react, to be proactive towards them. You choose to just react as they show up. And they're not going to go away if you do that. So it's been a great show. Um, Rodney, I'm going I'm to turn it over to you. Um, I don't think I have anything other to remind them of other than I really want to, um, people, if you have a high school junior or senior, really think about allowing them to come to the Discovering Character Workshop. It's basically about uh, communication Communicating from a level of self, understanding who you are and living that. And I think that's one of the best things we could teach our young people now, now. Um, the group that I had Saturday really, really enjoyed the um, workshop, and I got some great feedback, and I think it's going to bring some great opportunities to visit some other places and, and, and share the workshop. So if you have a high school junior or senior, if you're connected to a school or a church and you want to have your young people come out, um, we are looking at having it at the main event um, here in Cordova. So keep con- stay connected to me. Reach out to me if you have someone that you'd like to take to participate in it. And I'm done for the night, Rodney. Over to you. <laughs> I'm gonna bring back in our, our our good friend, the infamous Trent Williams, with our with our final sports report for the evening. What you got for us, Trent? Hey, what's going on, brother? <laughs> hey, hey, brother. Yeah, actually, you guys, are, you, you guys are still down, man. But uh, you guys are hanging in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I'm going to watch this fourth quarter, man, and hope we can find a way to sneak sneak out of Minnesota with the W. We'll see, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I wanted to touch <laughs> on real quick if you got if you got a second. I wanted to touch on fear and patience when you when you're dealing with situations. Uh, whether it be relationships or whether it be um, any type of relationship, the reason most of us uh, remain stagnant and, and and continuously make emotional decisions is because we fear to let go of the situation. 
most of us that are sitting in turmoil, actually, we're so used to the pain to where it becomes normal, not even realizing mm-hmm. that that's not a normal thing. So we tend to hold on tight to that situation, and we can't make that decision because we're actually, it's a tug of war with ourselves, not even with the person that's in it. We're tug of war with ourselves because we're enjoying the pain. Mentally, you, you, you don't think you're enjoying it, but that's what you're so used to. So you're not going to get the patience out of that, and you're not going to get to the other side of meditation and, and prayer because you're stuck in that pain. That pain's holding you back, and the, the fear of letting go because you're really so used to that pain to where it's normal to you. Does that make it sense? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You become numb to it. Yeah, so we we tend to yeah. we tend to live stagnant lives, dealing with that, and that's why we can't get to that that growth process because we're so we're holding on because of the pain, because that's all we know. Right. But once you remove right. yourself from that, once you remove yourself from that, and you get to that place of solitude, and and you know you get to that meditate, and then you get into prayer, you know, and you start releasing yourself. Because the only people that hold ourselves in bondage are ourselves. You know, I always mm-hmm. hear people say the devil got me in bondage. I don't believe that. The devil has no power. The devil my, has no power. My uh, uh, former pastor used to say, Trent, that if you don't forgive people, if you walk around um, and you can't let things go, the person who hurt you actually got you twice because they got you the first time when they hurt you, but now you're walking around with this hurt, and the person who hurt you, they don't know that you're hurt, and they don't care that you're hurt. So they've got exactly. you twice because you can't, you can't seem to get past those things. Exactly. Which in turn, you're hurting yourself as well, mm-hmm. so that's three times. <laughs> yeah. So they've hurt you twice, and you're hurting yourself as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's a great show tonight. You, you man. guys, you uh, know, real good show. I, I think I think most people don't know um, that they've even hurt you or how. And I think a powerful question to ask, and, and an, an emotional, emotional, intelligent question to ask when you feel, because we know when people are feeling some kind of way, or they think that we've, for the most part, we we may not know what or how, but there's energy there that that crosses from both ends. So how awesome for us who think we're emotionally intelligent to say, how did I hurt you? What did I do? Because most times it's it's clearly a misunderstanding and miscommunication. And and even if you just talk about it and get an understanding of where the person was coming from, because there's always a, there's always a place that it's coming from. I told those young people Saturday, we're all here at the very same place. But we did not all get here the same way because we were not coming from the same place. And so we have to look to understand where people are coming, where where are people coming from? How has life intruded upon them and how have have they dealt with that? Because in most cases, that's how they're going to deal with you if if they have not addressed it and and come into that Mm -hmm. oneness. If you're happy, life is happy. If you're happy, you embrace challenges. You see them again yeah. as stepping stones, as glowing things. So um, you're right, Trent. Thank you for calling back in. Not a problem. Not a problem. 
So, like I said, a great show, guys. Um, hopefully, Tammy, you guys could uh, keep on that streak with those uh, cow girls and all that good stuff. So, uh, let's, let's see you guys next Monday. <laughs> hey, we appreciate your support, brother. No problem, brother. Hater Nation. Right. Hater Nation. <laughs> uh, I'm going to close out with this uh, uh, this thing that I found earlier. Um, I'm just going to read this as we close out. It says, we probably know people who are masters at managing their emotions. They don't get angry in stressful situations. Instead, they have the ability to look at a problem and calmly find a solution. They are excellent decision makers, and they know when to trust their intuition. Regardless of their strengths, however, they're usually willing to look at themselves honestly. They take criticism well, and they know when to use it to improve their performance. And so my question to you guys as we end the show uh, and, and it's rhetorical, just something that I want uh, everyone, including myself, to just, I guess, reflect on this week. Are you that person? And if you are that person, how did you get to be that way? And what are you doing to improve upon those good traits? If you are not that person, why are you not that person? And are you in a position to get it? This has been a great show. I'm glad that we've had the support tonight that that we've had. So thankful for all of our uh, listeners, thankful for our audience, thankful for everyone who pressed the number one and and, and joined the conversation. And we hope that you guys have a blessed week. We hope that you get a good night's rest. And we'll see you next week, same time, same station. Good night, everybody. Somebody.
But I know 